welcome to the City Rev Live podcast. Um, I am your host, uh, Jeremy Augusto. Um, you already know. Um, and we got Craig, um, who's going to help uh, lead us in our discussion. We're, we're in our series. We haven't titled it, but it's, it's centered on relationships. It's centered on uh, uh, dating and, yep. and also marriage. Um, just trying to get some, some godly wisdom um, in those different aspects. Uh, today's discussion, we're going to be talking about, well, we're going to be answering the question, should I marry someone of a different faith? Yeah, yeah. Craig, what are your thoughts? This is a big one, right? Because one. there are a lot of couples... Uh, people who are together who either are considering this, right, getting married to someone of a different faith, or uh, that's been their experience. Maybe they've grown up in a household like that, right, where, hey, mom and dad had different religions, different faiths, and we made it work, uh, or, you know, someone close to them in their life, they've seen that, right? And so for, for us, I think it's really thinking and speaking to the person who's maybe a young adult or unmarried, and is considering this. I think that's really what who we're talking to today mm. is uh, a young person in a serious dating relationship with another person who's either of a different faith or maybe they're just um, not, would say they're just not a Christian. Maybe they're not opposed to it, right? Maybe they're not of a different faith, but they're just not very actively involved or following after, seeking after Jesus, right? Um, I think for some groundwork for us to remember that Marriage is very important to God. We talked about that in the last episode about how uh, even before there was a church of the law, there was marriage, Mm -hmm. right? Adam and Eve. And we uh, shared several verses about how marriage is so important to God. It's supposed to be held in honor. It's a reflection of the way that Christ loves the church, right? All these things. Um, And so marriage is important to God. But uh, even in addition to that, right, as we know that marriage is important to God, we need to be thinking about how we can um, honor God in our marriages, especially when it comes to, should I marry someone of a different faith? And so what I would say, uh, to a person considering marrying someone of a different faith is really the overall principle here is that marriage is bigger than just, I love this person. Yeah. Marriage is a commitment to, if you, if you take a Christian view of marriage, a commitment to spend yourself and serve, like give your life to another person and in practicality marriage is a call and a commitment to build a life with another person and so when you're talking should i get married to someone of a different faith that is a deep foundational difference that's going to be difficult to reconcile if you choose to get married to someone yeah. of a different faith right yeah so for for us right Life is shaped by the decisions that we make, right? Like everything you wore today, you made a decision, right? The, the job that you live, you made, or the job that you work, you made a decision, right? Like the, where, the place you live, you made a decision, right? And so every, our, every part of our life is influenced by decisions and decisions are then influenced by values, right? So there's a reason why you chose to wear what you wear, to drive what you drive, to work where you work, right? Like you have a value in your mind or in your heart. That's what led you to make a decision, right? Okay. Mm. When you're talking about getting married to someone and building a life together, what that means is you're going to be making a lot of decisions together. And a good marriage is going to make decisions together, right? There's going to be some consensus, right? Where are we going to live, right? What are we going to do for work, uh, right? Even the small stuff. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drive, right? And then the big stuff, like, are we going to have kids? Are we going to have a family? How are we going to raise these kids? 
How are we going to discipline these kids? How are we going to educate these kids? What are we going to tell them about God? Right? Like all these big decisions that need to be made are influenced by the values that you and your spouse hold. And if you are of a different faith, or maybe one person's a Christian and one person's just not a Christian, you're going to have very different values and you're going to be coming from different parts of your mind and your heart to make these decisions. You're going to come to different decisions. It's going to lead to just a lot of conflict. So let me give you an example, right? Say you're considering getting married to someone of a different faith and you're saying, hey, I I know they're not a Christian and I'm a Christian, but like we're going to work through that, right? Like I'm going to go to church on Sunday and they're going to stay home or they're going to go somewhere else, right? Um, and But I love this person so much and I care about this person so much and they make me so happy that that I think I still want to get married. I think this is the right thing for, for us to do, right? Let's fast forward 10 years and you have kids, right? And then it's that same Sunday morning and you're getting dressed and ready to go to church and your spouse is staying home. Like, where's what's your kid going to do? Are they going to come with you to church or are they going to stay home with your spouse? And how are you going to have that conversation with your spouse and negotiate that with your spouse? Because this is something that's really important to you and it's not important to them. You know what I mean? Like you've got different values trying to influence and make this decision. And when you, when you spin it out, right. And you go, all the way down that road and all the way that, down that path, when you give your life to Christ, you are surrendering your life to him. That means I'm giving my time and my money and my efforts and my will and all of my life to Jesus. And you have a spouse or a partner who doesn't value that, then your faith at best, at best, your faith is going to be a minor inconvenience to your partner, right? It's going to be like your thing. Like, oh, you know, I, you know, watch football on Sundays and then my spouse, they go to church. It's like a minor inconvenience. It's like their thing for fun, right? But at worst, if you're truly living your life of faith, that means like you're giving everything to Jesus. It's going to become a selfish, divisive lifestyle to your spouse, right? Like they're going to feel like they're competing with Jesus for your love and your affection mm. and your time and your service, right? Like if you're not serving him together, you're not walking with him together and you're both focused on Jesus, all this is going to seem like craziness and all this is going to seem like it's going to build resentment between you you and your spouse, right? So it's, it's, it's really, really, really tough, right? So the second thing for us to consider, okay, is that marrying a non-believer is hard on, on your faith or difficult on your faith. If you're the believing spouse, if you're the Christian, right, then to marry a non-believer is really hard on your own personal faith even apart from just the time, right? Like, Hey, I, you know, now I've got to weigh it out. Like what's best for me. Should I, you know, do this church thing? Should I, um, you know, give my money? Should I give my time or should I, you know, how's my, how's my spouse going to feel about it? Even, even all that stuff aside, right? Just thinking about the, the way that we are influenced by the people around us, it's going to be harder and harder to live for Jesus. If you have another person that you love deeply and dearly that's the closest person in your life who who doesn't value your relationship with jesus right like you you and i know like just as as christians as people who work in the church from the people that we work with that we see even in our own lives it can be tough to be faithful and remain faithful to jesus right yeah. and that's with the support around us of you know godly people in our lives and godly families or or you know godly co-workers like our community is chasing after jesus and if you were trying to do this, and then the person closest to you, next to you, is it on the same page? Yeah, they're like, "Why are you? You know, why are you wasting your time? Why, 
how that's it's really tough. So there's there's this old story, right? Like I think one of the most clearly um, the clear warnings against marrying someone of a different faith is when you go Old Testament. So in Deuteronomy, uh, Deuteronomy seven, uh, this is God's word to the Israelites, right? In Deuteronomy seven three and four says, "You shall not intermarry with them, like the people outside of Israel, giving your daughters to their sons or taking their daughters to your sons." Why? Why can't you intermarry with your 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 neighbors, right? It's not like an like an ethnic thing. It's not like a racial thing, right? Like this is about faith. This is about belief. And it says, verse four, for they would turn away your sons from following me to serve other gods. And the anger of the Lord would be kindled against you and destroy you quickly. There's this warning because of, because God knows the power that, and the influence that a spouse, a non-believing spouse has on a believing person. Like it's gonna be harder for you to live and live and follow after God. It's gonna be easier for you to, to, go more towards them for the, than for them to go towards you in a lot of marriages, a lot of couples, right? Okay. So we know marriage is difficult. Don't have common values. We know it's difficult. Um, you'll have different uh, uh, priorities. We know that raising children gets really, really complicated because one of your goals, um, if you're walking with Jesus and you believe in the kingdom of God and believe that those who put their faith in Jesus are also in the kingdom of God, so you're really going to want your kids to be part of that kingdom and that family. Mm. And it's going to be really hard to do that um, if your spouse isn't on board in taking them to church, uh, spending time with them, speaking about God. And if, if they're getting different answers from you and your spouse about like, hey, tell me about this Jesus thing. Is this is this for real or not? Like it's going to be really hard for your kid to make that decision to follow after Jesus if one spouse is saying, hey, it's the most important thing in my life. And the other spouse is saying, I just, I don't, don't believe it, right? And again, this is, God can redeem those marriages. Like God can work in that space. God can God can call people to himself where no one believes, right? But if we're thinking, hey, if I'm going to if I have the choice and I'm going to build my life, I'm going to build my life with with another another Christian, right? All right. And then the one other one other thing that I think we should we should talk about and hit here, okay? Is that there's this passage uh in 1 Corinthians 7. This is the apostle Paul, and this is a really great passage to go and read. Mm. And in this passage, the apostle Paul is answering all these questions because there's, this is like first generation Christians, right? So there's all these people coming to know Jesus and follow Jesus and understanding, wow, he's the way, the truth, and the life. Like he's like, he's, he's my only hope. I now live for him. He's offering me eternal life. He's, he's the reason I exist is to live and serve after Jesus. And there are some people, you know, getting saved, putting their faith in Jesus who are single. And there are some people who are getting saved and, and they're married and their spouse gets saved too. And then sometimes they get saved and their spouse rejects Jesus. And so the apostle is dealing with all of these things, right? And he's dealing with all these issues, right? And what he calls people to do in this verse is he's talking to uh, all these different topics, right? Like if you're single, basically like stay as you are, follow the Lord, right? So if you're, you know, if you're married and you get saved and your husband or your wife doesn't, like don't leave them, right? Like, like honor them, love them, right? With your love, draw them into to Christ. But but if you're single, right, and you have the choice, like in, in 1 Corinthians 7, 39, uh, he talks about like if, if a woman uh, is available to remarry, right? So verse 39, a wife is bound to her husband as long as he lives. But if her husband dies, she's free to be married to whom she wish, wishes, right? So like, okay, if you were married and your husband passed away and you're now free to, to remarry, whoever you wish, like, right? You can get remarried if you want, right? If you're a Christian, right? But he says this last phrase. He says, she's free to be married to whomever she wishes, only in the Lord. Dang. Like, 
Like it's so foundational. Like it's so important. If if your life is about Jesus, you're going to desperately want the person next to you to for their life to be about Jesus. Like if you're a Christian and you're considering marrying someone who's not a Christian, don't. Like it's it's too important. It's too valuable. Like I I understand that you love that person. I understand that person means so much to you. Like you can still love and support that person. You can still have that person in your life. Like you can, you can pray for that person. You maybe even, you may even hold off and say, Hey, I want to wait and see, and let them explore the faith. Okay. Like I'm even with you in that. Right. But don't commit to building your life with another person. If they don't share the same faith as you, it's just too important. Here's, here's what I would say. If I could, if I could sum it up, if I could wrap it up for us, right? Here's what I would say. My advice if you're a young person and you are in a dating relationship, a committed dating relationship with another person who's not a Christian and you're considering getting married to that person, right? What I would advise you to do is I would advise you to go to your church. If you go to City Rev, come, come to City Rev. If you go to another church, you're watching somewhere else, go, go to your church. And I would advise you to find a person, right? If you're, if you're a lady, go find another lady. If you're a guy, go find another guy. And I advise you to go find a person in your church who's married to a non-Christian. Go find a person actively attending your church. If you're, if you're a woman, go find an older lady who's married to a man who's not attending, who's, who doesn't believe. If you're a man, go find an older man who's married to a woman who doesn't believe and ask them about their experience. Ask them how it's been. Ask them about the challenges of being married to someone who doesn't believe. And they're going to tell you the love, like, cause they love their husband. They love their spouse. They're going to probably tell you about the prayers. They're probably going to tell you a lot about the tears of weeping and praying for their husband or their wife. They're going to tell you about the challenges of coming to church and trying to be involved in this faith and grow in their faith and also trying to please and support and love and be caring to someone who doesn't believe. They're probably going to tell you about the difficulty of building a family and building a life with, with someone who has such a different foundational set of values and beliefs in them and, and the challenges that are there. And honestly, they're, they're probably doing a great job and God loves them and honors them in the way that they're loving their family and loving their spouse. This is not a condemnation on that person, but it's just a reality of the challenges of being married to someone outside of the faith. And, and go talk to them before you decide to say, hey, this is what I want to sign up for and this is what, my, what I want my life to be. I think it is naive to think, hey, I'm going to marry this person who doesn't believe, and then over time they're going to catch on, they're going to get it, and they're going to they're going to convert, they're going to put their faith in Jesus. Like I, I think that's naive to assume that that will happen. That's our hope, and that's our prayer. And some people like they they've made that commitment, and they're honoring their commitment to the other person, so they're praying for them to come and and, and know the Lord. But if you haven't made that commitment yet, I would say that challenge is great and weighty. And it is, it's, it's heartbreaking, heart aching. And so there's, I think the wise move for you would be to go hear about that experience and make a different decision. If you can like build your life with someone who loves the Lord even more than they love you and see how good that could be. Can, can I end on a positive note for us? Yeah. Can I end on a positive note? There's this really old poem that I read sometimes at weddings. If the couple lets me read it. Uh, it's from a guy named uh, Tertullian. He was like an old Christian follower, like near, near the time of the apostles. And it's this poem called the beauty of Christian marriage. And he talks about life, what, what life could be, right? How beautiful it could be for two Christians to get married. So let me just read, read some of it to you. He says this, how beautiful then the marriage of two Christians, two who are one in hope, one in desire, 
one in the way of life they follow, one in the religion they practice. They are as brother and sister, both servants of the same master. Nothing divides them, either in flesh or in spirit. They are, in very truth, two in one flesh. And where there is but one flesh, there is also but one spirit. They pray together. They worship together. They fast together, instructing one another, encouraging one another, strengthening one another. Side by side, they visit God's church and partake in God's banquet. Side by side, they face difficulties and persecution, sharing their consolations. They have no secrets from one another. They never shun each other's company. They never bring sorrow to each other's hearts. Unembarrassed, they visit the sick and assist the needy. They give alms without anxiety. They attend the sacrifice without difficulty. They perform their daily exercises of piety without hindrance. They need not be furtive about making the sign of the cross, nor timorous in greeting the brethren, nor silent in asking a blessing of God. Psalms and hymns they sing to one another, striving to see which one of them will chant more beautifully the praises of their Lord. Hearing and seeing this, Christ rejoices. To such as these he gives his peace. Where there are two gathered, there also he is present. And where he is, there evil is not. It could be really powerful and really beautiful for two people who are on fire and passionate about following Jesus to unite in marriage. Like think of the spiritual force that that is in a family, in a town, in a church, in each other's lives. Like it is, it can be such a blessing to you in your life to marry someone who's passionate about Jesus. And so I'd say, don't, don't give that up quickly. Don't risk that. Don't risk that just because you're involved with someone who's not a Christian. Don't don't convince yourself that this is the better way. Like really consider this option. I'd say this could be a really beautiful thing for you to marry a Christian. And that would be my, my advice to you. Wow. Well, Craig, you, you said everything. <laughs> uh, you answered the question. Um, um, guys, I, I hope that this was, um, this was helpful to you. Um, we'll, see you. we'll see you next time on the City Rev Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the City Rev Life podcast. Feel free to subscribe and leave a rate and review. We love it when you share it with your friends on social media. So don't forget to tag us at cityrev.church. If you're interested in more resources, download our City Rev Church app and follow us on social media. Have a great day.